So have you ever actually paid your library overdue fines? I've never had an overdue fine. Oh, of course you haven't. <laughs> what about you, Michaela? Have you ever had an overdue always. library book fine? I always have them. That's because you won't let go of the books. Well... You just, like, cling to them. No, this is my book. Well, I have tried really hard lately to return them on time because the last fine was $22. You could have bought the book for that. I know. <laughs> I just, I'm not overly organised sometimes and how, I don't get them back in time. How bad does that suck? Not only do you have to give the book back, but you've got to pay yes. for it as well. <laughs> so uh, I actually have thought at times, oh, kids, can you just wreck this book because it's going to be cheaper for me to like pay for a, you know, a yes. broken book than the fine. So, so if you pay the fine, do you get to keep the book? No. So you still got to take the book back? Yeah, just yeah. buy audiobooks. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show. We don't condone or encourage the keeping of library books. Uh, you should really return those because other people might want to actually read them, Michaela. Does not every household have a stolen library book somewhere? Well, stolen's a bit of a... That's a harsh okay. term to Forgotten use. to Forgotten. take it back yeah. library book and I, then you've moved three suburbs later and go, oh, I never took this book back. I can't remember the last time I borrowed a book from the library. Oh, see, I do it all the time. Which is fascinating to me because, you know, you're a, you're a bit of a tech geek and, you know, you love your... your Sort of googly stuff. Yeah. Um, I would have thought you'd just access everything electronically. Well, I went through a phase where I did um, mm. do everything because I like the instant and I can read it. But I don't like reading off a screen, a yeah, book. Right. I like having it in my hands. Now, I so like I'm taking it to my toilet when I do a poo. Awesome. I yeah. like to have it in bed. I'm so glad you shared that. I don't want to be looking at a screen because I will look at the screen all the time during the day. Uh-huh. I don't want to be looking at a screen in my downtime. I agree. I I couldn't. I would never buy a Kindle or an e-reader because I just if I'm going to read a book, I want to have the book. But I do audio books because I spend a lot of time on the motorbike and in the car. So I see do the problem with audio books is like you got me onto them, and I have got a membership that I never used for five months. So mm-hmm. I've recently unsubscribed. Mm-hmm. That I never actually have time to listen to them. If I'm going to listen to something. Two things happen. I either want to listen to a podcast instead, or I start listening and go, oh, I really like the book of this. <laughs> so then I go buy the book, or I borrow the book. So I've got all these audio books I've never listened to. So I'm not, I realised I'm not an audio. I'm actually an old-fashioned well, paper girl. Well, can you girl. send the audio books you haven't listened to to me, and I'll have them for free. Oh, well, you can just log in if you want. <laughs> I'll hack your account. Anyway, um, we're, we're a bit of an episode with a difference today. And on the subject of learning and libraries and that sort of stuff, today's guest is the Economic Development Manager from Ipswich City Council. Now, Paul Hodgson has uh, popped up on the show in a previous episode way back in the early stages of the Tradies Business Show, but uh, he used to work in tradie land for Construction Skills Queensland, which is a training organisation. Um, but Paul's now the Economic Development Manager for Ipswich City Council, and um, we managed to, to get Paul on the show to have a chat about not just Ipswich Council, but about dealing with local government. So wherever you are in Australia listening to the Tradies Business Show, you're potentially missing out on an opportunity for for a lot of work because 
councils have a lot of maintenance and uh, construction going on and infrastructure projects that, you know, if you do a bit of research and um, you know, perhaps do something as simple as picking up the telephone and calling your local government, local council office, you could actually tap into a bit of work there. And the other thing is if there is a lot of major projects going on, there's a shortage to the re- uh, residential market as well. Mm. So then you're knowing how to position yourself and um, yeah. where to market to if those bigger projects aren't necessarily your thing. But he gives some great tips about how to deal with the councils and mm. um, what you should research and, and things like that. So it's actually a really good episode on, on how to get more out of your council as well. Yeah, and if you're in southeast Queensland and you're sort of positioned around that area, there is a lot of stuff going on in Ipswich. Uh, very progressive council, and they're investing a lot into the, the local region. So big opportunities there for tradies in the coming years. And that would explain also why us up at Morton near the Sunshine Coast get calls for Ipswich all the time for <laughs> Duncan's business. So joining us today, the Tradies Business Show, is uh, someone who's been on the show as a guest before, way back, I think, when we were in double-digit episode numbers. Uh, uh, we really didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, Paul Hodgson is uh, is now with the Ipswich City Council as, I think, the Economic Development Officer. Have I got that right, Paul? Oh, Economic Development Manager. But Manager, okay. I've been called worse. Oh, okay, well, we'll give you the title that you deserve, mate. So welcome to the show. Good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. And, mate, uh, in case our listeners missed the episode that we did with you quite some time ago now, uh, tell us a bit about, uh, I suppose, who's Paul Hodgson, mate, and how have you ended up working with the Ipswich City Council? Okay. Well, I think last time I was um, Chief Operating Officer at Construction Skills Queensland, um, and um, we, when we had our initial chat, I've, I've worked probably the last couple of decades around in, in innovation and industry development and enterprise development across a whole range of different sec- sectors um, and regions, really. Um, but I actually uh, grew up in Ipswich. I came to Ipswich as a migrant when I was 10 um, and did my secondary schooling and, uh, and uh, travelled to uni from, from Ipswich and then brought my family back a number of years ago to Springfield where I uh, developed my own business and and, and did a, a number of interesting things. I, I don't actually live in Ipswich at the moment, but I'm commuting to Ipswich. So it was kind of a nice um, combination of things where I could kind of uh, get in, back into a community that I knew a lot about and, and cared a lot about and, and also could probably bring some, hopefully bring some things of value that I've learned along the way. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's, uh, that's why I'm in Ipswich and it's uh, only been a couple of months, but uh, a lot going on here. And, uh, yeah, it really is uh, a growth area, and, and I know uh, the mayor who's uh, – how long has Mayor Pasali been, uh, been in office there, Paul, do you know? He's been he's, – look, he's been with council, I think, about, a, uh, about 25 years. He's been mayor um, for – he's just been elected for his fourth term, I understand. So it's about a dozen – just over 12 years he's been mayor. And he gets in with some enormous approval rate, doesn't he? Uh, you know, I was I was at a breakfast this morning, and he said that he got eighty five percent of the vote. That's pretty impressive <laughs> for a local uh, local poly, essentially. So, um, so that's and yeah, he does actually pretty... have people running against him as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's right, that's right. Um, so yeah, so I think he got eighty five percent of the primary vote last time. So um, he's um, yeah, he's very very well known, very popular. Um, and he's really, uh, truly the uh, the economic development manager of Ipswich. Um, so, <laughs> so he makes um, your job easy, Paul. 
Well, yeah, he does. He does. I mean, it's uh, it was one of the things that I thought about in terms of uh, working with Ipswich was, well, what, what would it be like to work um, with Ipswich City Council? And it's got a reputation um, and it's been demonstrated to me that, that it's a council that is, you know, it's proactive and it's, it's willing to try some things and it really wants to see um, progress. Um, so it's a it's a yes and how can we do it council, not a no council. Um, and that's a really, it's nice to work in an environment where um, where people want to do great things. Mm. Now, for our listeners' uh, benefit, uh, we, we're aware, Michaela and I, that, you know, we're talking to somebody from a particular local government area and, and uh, not all of our listeners reside in uh, the Ipswich City Council boundaries. Um, if you're thinking of moving there, perhaps, uh, you know, this would be a good episode for you, but... Um, we thought it'd be good to chat with you, Paul, about, you know, you've got this unique perspective at the moment where you're something of an outsider on the inside, uh, you know, going uh, into a, a very busy and, and growing local government. Um, and for our, our tradie listeners, perhaps they're missing out on some opportunities in their own uh, municipality and uh, and perhaps, you know, some ideas from you on, I guess, the, the vagaries of dealing with local government and, and uh, how tradies might be able to do that better and just some general business chat as well, mate, because we know you've worked with, as you said, Construction Skills Queensland. So um, what, what have been some of the things that I suppose stand out for you as being a little different? Um, you know, if, if people are looking at dealing with local government, how would, would that differ from them dealing with private enterprise? Um, look, it, it's hard to say right across local government, but um, look, I Regardless of where you're located, I think you'd, as a trader, you'd find it difficult to find your local council didn't actually want you to 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 do well, um, and that's a that's a really important point that um, reaching out to your local government um, and not potentially just going in there and putting your hand out and saying give us some work, but actually sort of saying well, you know, talk to me about your networks. What you know, what information do you have? What access to other things? What influence do you have? Um, you know that that might be able to help, and just just developing a relationship with your local council would be a, a good one. Um, I mean, Ipswich is in the fortunate position for trades people that they're um, that it's growing rapidly. So just last quarter, two hundred and forty-seven million dollars of building works were approved by council. Um, there's eighty-five active construction sites, um, but on the other side, I'd say that look, the thing that often goes um, uh, un probably it probably underwhelmed or undervalued a little bit is actually the, the maintenance and operational work that tradies can get involved in um, so even if there's not a lot of new construction uh, or new work happening in your area um, there's going to be a whole bunch of maintenance and operational work that uh, that's going to be required uh, just to just to keep facilities up to scratch um, um, and local local councils are a reasonable procurer of a lot of that work as well. Either that, or they uh, they can tell you, um, um, and they can put you in touch potentially with uh, or promote what you're doing through newsletters, or or to some of the people who are proponents of developments. Um, they'll they'll have a pretty good uh, connection with the local business community. So, in terms of accessing that. Uh, or, or, you know, pitching for that maintenance work. Um, I think it baffles a lot of people as to how to approach local council. I mean, it seems like, and, I, and I'm sure the same is true in Ipswich there, I mean, it's, it's a massive organisation. Uh, where do people start trying to 
to, uh, I guess, put themselves in front of you guys? Um, look, I mean, there's councils of various different sizes. So, look, not every council would have an Office of Economic Development. Um, mm. But some of the smaller councils, you might actually make, you know, direct contact with the mayor, for example, or your local councillor, um, and and just, just let them know what you're doing and that you're, you're wanting to grow and that you're, you know, you're investing in the community and your kids are in the local schools and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that, that kind of connection is really important at the council level. It's the, the level of, of government closest to the people, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really reaching out and, and, you know, just seeing if there's some opportunities to either promote what you're doing or um, uh, to get involved in some projects or if they've got some ideas or some connections that they can make to you. And I, as I said, I'd, I'd find it very difficult across across Australia that you'd find a council that actually didn't want to see you do well. Um, so it really will depend. I mean, you could probably go online and have a look at their website. They're probably, you know, they might have a social media presence. Uh, most of them probably have a Facebook page. Um, but, you know, I mean, their elected officials um, will have a presence and it shouldn't be hard to find your elected official um, one way or another. Um you know, probably involved in the local, some of the local community organisations, or they're probably involved in the local business chambers, those kind of things. So, um, so I, you know, I think it'll be it'll be different for different regions, but council should be pretty accessible, um, and um, and they should be able to pass you on to the right person if the first uh, attempts uh, not the right not the right um, contact for you. So if there is an economic development um, section in the council, is that where you would go first? I think so. I mean, there's lots of different parts of council, but certainly in Ipswich, you know, we'd encourage businesses to have a chat with the Office of Economic Development first, um, and, and we can you know, we can help facilitate connections with the rest of council. But councils aren't generally very big, um, so one of the the great things is that you're not going to get the silos that you might get in other levels of government or in big big organisations. Um, so you'll you'll get you know they'll be able to pick up the phone and talk to other people quite easily. Um, and that's one of the things that I've found um, just in my couple of months with Ipswich City Council is that it's very easy to just you know pop over and have a chat with someone or pick up the phone and ask for something. Um, and um, and the responsiveness is really you know it's really refreshing. Um, so yeah, so all those kind of things are, are really important. And I think uh, you know what you say, Paul, is important. That obviously you can only speak for Ipswich, but uh, you know, council generally would want people to be doing well. Uh, you know, employing people, that sort of stuff. I think there's a bit of a a uh, misconception, and, and it's probably a little bit of uh, the Aussie battler <laughs> headspace that. You know, government's out to get us and and make life difficult for us, but uh, it's certainly not the case, is it? No, and look, I mean, I, I've I've worked at the federal level, and I've worked at the state level, and now I'm working at the local government level, and and you know, regardless of who's elected, um, I haven't found a government yet that doesn't want economic development, it doesn't want business development, it doesn't want people, it doesn't want to be buying locally and uh, and and growing their own communities. Um, you know, they're the they're the the things that sometimes the way they go about it might be different Mm. um, but the intent is always you know to see local people do well Um, um, so but it it does require you to be proactive Um, you know in in our local government area there's you know probably more than 10,000 businesses Um, it's going to be very difficult for us to go out and door knock every business Um, (laughs) but what we what we do want is we want businesses that that want to grow want to develop 
that are got some ambition that that need a bit of information or need a bit of guidance um happy for them to pick up the phone or send an email or uh, connect on social media or something and uh and and let's see what we can do and so, so yeah. yeah, I mean, apart from doing that, literally taking some action, which we're obviously big proponents of here at the Tradies Business Show, are there are there particular things that, you know, say there's somebody listening to the show thinking, yeah, you know, I've, I've wanted to, uh, I guess, pitch the council uh, for some maintenance work or, you know, get involved in doing some work with their local government area. Are there particular things they need to make sure they've taken care of in their business to, to position themselves well for that? Yeah, and I think that's probably um, one of the areas that a, an economic development or a business development part of council can most help with, which is, um, you know, if you go, for example, and, you know, you, there's a tender situation or something like that, or you go to the procurement team um you may you may have a couple of crosses against your name in terms of parts of your business that actually don't make you non-complying as a potential contractor. Um, it's really important to sort of ask, well, you know, how can I how can I make myself compliant? Hmm. Um, and potentially, even if it's a scale issue as well, I mean, how can you potentially look to collaborate with other tradies to actually put a little bit of a consortium together or a JV together um, to actually uh, bid for some work or um, because that can be part of the issue as well if you're, you know, too small um, uh, and you can only do a small amount of work and uh, and the council's looking for a larger piece of work. How do you work yourself into that? One of them might be to actually look at how, whether they are contracting someone who will then also be contracting out. Yep. So whether you're, a, you know, if you're a bit like in the construction industry, you might be a effectively a tier three mm-hmm. um so your relationship with council might not be direct but your relationship with the tier two contractor might be direct yeah. um so understanding how you fit in the supply chain is going to be quite critical um but uh but, but again simply by asking a question rather than just continuing to get knockbacks mm. actually ask for feedbacks it's like going for a job yeah um you know ask for feedback well you know what could i what could i do next time to actually make myself more competitive um, and uh, you you know you might be surprised you probably get some pretty good insights from the council um, <clears throat> there's all <clears throat> sorry um, there's also um, other state government programs and others um, around supplying to government and a lot of those are reasonably generic in terms of some of the insights that you can get um, and really transferable so um, state governments do supplying to government workshops and the like, and um, it can be it can be a little bit different, and it can seem perhaps a little bit bureaucratic or a little bit rigid. But uh, obviously, you're aware that you know um, governments are are spending taxpayers and ratepayers' money, and so uh, they want to make sure that they're uh, spending that wisely. Yeah, there's there's an element of accountability there that uh, doesn't necessarily exist, uh, or not so many layers of it anyway, out in private enterprise. That well, that's right. You've got uh, you know, take Ipswich, there's about 200,000 people in Ipswich. Uh, they're almost all, all shareholders, really, in some way, um, in uh, in what the council does. And um, um, so the, you've got to be mindful of, of those. But, but you know, as I said, councils want, they, they want, want to, uh, to promote local operators. They want to use local operators as possi- much as possible. Um, they understand the, the the benefits of, uh, of boosting 
the amount of business that's done in in their communities um and that flows right through to schools and shops and and everything and the housing market and everything else so um so again you know councils are, are really there to help mm. yep i know you were saying before you know when you're trying to get work and uh you get feedback as to why you not get work i think the the key there is to also keep trying and going back because that consistency and trying to improve i'm sure would also be um looked at with councils well that's right um because they are looking for you know in any sort of procurement you're looking for reliability um and if you're someone that continually pops up and and you're growing and you're looking uh better each time and just the familiarity uh, can kind of help um because it shows that you're you know you're sticking around it's not a one-hit wonder um and that's you know that's that's really important i mean it's like in any sales process it's very difficult you don't usually get a sale on the first the first go you you build a relationship and i guess that's what i'd encourage people to do with their council get to know their council get to know uh what their projects are what their priorities are how they're structured who the key people are um you know what what some of their uh, local procurement policies might be exactly you know what their procurement system is where do they advertise their uh tenders you know do they have to uh, uh do they have to get three quotes for certain figures do they have to do formal tenders at a certain level um, there's a lot of information that'll be available, and a lot of that'll be available on their website about um, how to get involved in in supplying to council. Um, but just also, you know, keep in mind that council also has aware, uh, a very keen awareness in what else is happening across the region, and and that'll be private sector and federal and state funded projects as well. And also, I think it would be things like even the simple things of going to networking events that your council might put on or just being an active part and being seen in your community, I'm sure, would help with that as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, chambers are always looking for members and they're always looking for people to sit on their executive as well and uh, and help out. They're generally volunteer-based organisations. So um, any of those sort of things are really, really good, both for uh, making local connections and uh, potential business connections, but also for for learning and and also for networking with uh, people who you know may be potential customers but may also be able to advocate and influence on your behalf as well. So, Paul, I guess uh, you know without trying to stray too far into the political side of things, I mean, there's been a lot of debate and discussion over the years and I'm sure it'll continue to happen about the levels of government we have in Australia. You know, we've obviously got federal, state and then local. I mean, is it hard for, for local governments or is it harder for local governments now? I know you're only sort of recently back into that, that sphere, but, uh, I mean, you know, I think it's tough for businesses to figure out which level of government they should be talking to and, and how to approach them. But, I mean, what's it like for you guys and now that you're on the inside, mate? Is it is it tough for local government? Um, I think probably the toughest bit for local government is that, you know, and as our mayor says, you know, 3% of of government sort of rates and charges and taxes are, are collected by local government in Australia. I think it's about 16% state and 81% is federal. Um, so local government's trying to do a lot with not a lot of money. Mm. Um, and But, you know, really what it's not so much the levels of government, it's actually how they work together. And, and certainly um, my experience here um, is that local, state and federal are working very closely together. Um, and it shouldn't really be the business's problem. It's actually the agency's problems of how they 
they work together. So, for example, in, in the two months I've been here, I've already been out to a number of businesses with uh, with my state state government colleague. Um, and uh, we would often, um, you know, if I'm going out to see a business, I'll, I'll invite them along and vice versa. Mm. Um, so, and that's, I mean, that's really important for business so they don't have to tell the same story to three different levels of government <laughs> and, then, and then hope that somehow it all works together. Yeah. Um, it's much better. Um, so we do a lot of events together. We're running an Invest Ipswich forum later in the year, and that'll be state um, and uh, local government together. Um, the Regional Development Australia Network, um, we had the launch of their uh, blueprint for uh, the Ipswich West Morton uh, region a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was That's a federal agency. Um, it was local government uh, input into that, um, and the state members uh, were there as well. So, so I, you know, I'd hope to to look to that. And I guess the sort of thing you can do when you get into involved in the local business chamber or or other organisations is actually to try and bring the three levels of government closer together because that'll actually help the business community as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, again, uh, you know, we're talking. Uh Ipswich City Council, but um, are there, you mentioned, you know, things like chambers and I suppose there might be funding or support services available that, you know, the average uh, tradie business owner just isn't aware of. Are there are there programs that our listeners uh, could be looking into or accessing uh, across the board, mate? Um, look, there are, there is a ton of, uh, there, there are a ton of programs Um and it really, it pop, you know, it, some of it will depend on where you're based in Australia. Um, there are some federal government um, programs. If you just get onto business.gov.au, um, you'll find um, a grants link through there. And that, that, that actually provides um, access to um, not just uh, federal grants, but also local and, and state um, and other things that might be available through different foundations or, or other agencies. So, um, you know, it's worth having a look at some of those. But also, you know, if you're involved through, you know, if you're subscribed to your local mayor's newsletter, for example, if you're uh, subscribed to updates from uh, your local business chamber, um, from your industry association, um, from a whole range of stuff, if you, uh, you know, uh, listen to the tradies business show regularly, <laughs> I'm sure you'll, you're sure you'll, you know, you'll be well informed about, about what's available. Um, but that's part of the the reason that you build these relationships as well. If people are aware of you, um, then they're much more likely to be able to flick you something of interest um, that's coming up. Cool. So one um, little tip I heard ages ago um, was uh, to always look at your council website because often they have like a local business directory where you can often list your business for free. So yep. obviously that's good, but as well as... Um, it helps with your SEO if you're linked from a .gov site. So often that's a little known fact that uh, a good backlink to have for your SEOs on a local council <laughs> website. So I don't know if uh, Ipswich City Council have something similar, but I know a lot of local councils do have local business directories that are often free to list your business. So check that out if you haven't been on it already. Yeah, look, that sounds like uh, great advice, Michaela. I don't think we, we do have... Um, a business directory as such. We're looking at um, a range of things um, to, to do more with the business community um, and uh, to promote the local business community and not just promote it locally but promote it 
um, globally. Mm. Uh, and um, but yeah, that sounds like a really good idea to uh, to boost your your search engine uh, scores or your your height up in the in the Google searches. Another thing I've found um, often with local councils is check out what the library's doing, for example, because often they have some great um, uh, computer courses or business skill opportunities, um, some great free learning that you can do through your local council as well. Uh, and also things like, um, you know, as part of being a Queensland resident, people have the option of joining lynda.com for free, which is a um, free online training sites that LinkedIn actually own. Yes. So often um, people don't even know about some of these benefits they can get through their local councils. So whether it's free education or access to advice or resources, it's always worth sort of getting on those lists and, and seeing what's out there for you. That's right. And libraries are really reinventing themselves as uh, as real knowledge hubs. Um, so, you know, they still they still often will have shelves of books, <laughs> but uh, but it's a great uh, spot where there's often a lot of networking events happening and as you say it can be uh, learning to code uh, free learning to code or um, business business seminars there'll be a whole range of those things happening um, there's a whole range of co-working spaces um, and innovation hubs setting up as well and um, you know you can pop in and, and have a chat with those people and, and you may not be, be a member but they'll, they'll have a whole series of different events and, and just being aware of what they're offering um, and some of them might be free, but some of them might even be low cost, twenty or thirty dollars. Go along on a, an evening and and, uh, and and meet a few people and learn a few new things, or, or or a few key questions that might just make you think differently about your business. Mm. One thing I've started doing in our local library is actually, um, you know, there's a million business books that people should read, and we're always recommending them. I actually go and look on my library to see if they have it first, and if they don't, I submit a purchase request. And every book I've requested so far has come in. So yep. it's a really great way of getting free access to you know the latest in business books and and ones that you hear about. So don't think your library might only have old information. It's a great way of of looking at you know the magazines. They have a lot of e magazines now. That you can access through your iPad and things like that. Um, business mags and all that kind of thing. So it's a whole range of great services that local councils are now providing. Yeah, that's right. And when, and while you're waiting for the next episode of the Tradies Business Show, they might be available as audio books too. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So. Uh Paul, I think we should do a bit of a sales pitch for Ipswich here. Um, and uh, I, I do follow Mayor Pasali on Facebook because um, I think, uh, you know, he's really broken the mould as far as uh, local government and, and, and a mayor who is very active on social media. Uh, and I, I, I loved uh, seeing him at the, the sinkhole uh, <laughs> that was in that poor couple's backyard. Um but, uh, mate, I've got to ask, do you reckon he, he listens to the Tradies Business Show? <laughs> I, I don't know. I should, have to, I should ask him. <laughs> or, or, should I, or should I say, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. Why do you think he's made it switch the town that it is now? Yeah, or yeah. The city that it is now? But, but the question I, I guess I really wanted to ask is, you know, Ipswich is a growth area. Um, there are some pretty cool things going on there. What are some of the big opportunities in the Ipswich region, Paul, that, uh, you know, I mean, our listeners are, are situated in surrounding areas. We've got a big listener base here in southeast Queensland. What, what are some of the big opportunities that you guys are working on? Well, I guess if you look at the growth parts of Ipswich, so Ipswich is 
currently sitting about 200,000 people. By within 20 years, it's expected to be over 500,000 people. Um, so you, you only need to think about that and go, well, that's a lot of new houses, a lot of new roads, um, a lot of uh, a lot of new everything, really. Mm. Um, it's driven uh, a lot of that growth is driven by two big master plan communities. One people would have heard of uh, uh, Springfield. Um, which uh, is well on its way to, I think it's about 85,000 residents plus commercial and, um, and educational and everything and retail facilities. Um, and that's really um, growing quite rapidly. Mm. And the other one's Ripley Valley, which is, uh, I think, destined to have about 120,000 people. Um, and it's, I'm not quite sure what its population is at the moment. It might be 5,000, but I'm guessing. Um, but it's, it's well underway. Um, so there's those big developments. The um, Within Springfield, um, I was at the uh, major projects breakfast this morning. Um, there was uh, a guy there from Aveo, um, which is building a two two and a half thousand unit uh, retirement village. Um, and that's $1.7 billion uh, worth of investment. They'll be doing that over a number of years. Um, the uh, 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 a guy from um, uh, the RAF base at Amberley, which is Australia's biggest uh, defence base, mm. uh, was talking about their billion-dollar uh, uh, expansion that they're doing at the moment. Um, and it was it was mind-boggling hearing the statistics. Uh, I think he was saying at one point it's 33,000 square me- uh, cubic metres of concrete will be poured. Um, it'll be 150 days of eight-hour shifts of just pouring concrete. Um, so uh, to, to do some of the... Uh, uh, the sort of hard stand apron um, work out there. Um, so uh, there's those. Uh, the Ipswich City Council itself is uh, is looking is leading a redevelopment of the Willowbank Motorsport Precinct. People might be aware of the drags and the V8s and uh, the like out there. So that's a 220 million dollar redevelopment um, as a motorsport and entertainment precinct. Um, there's uh, CBD redevelopment. So a number of years ago, the Ipswich City Council actually bought the, the core part of the CBD um, and uh, the Icon building's been built and there's a, uh, a redevelopment of the, the mall that will, will happen over the next few years. Um, it's sort of community consultations just about to commence on, uh, on what that will look like. Um, we're looking at uh, redevelopment of the woolen mills, um, which is a 145-year-old building um, which uh, the council wants to turn into an arts and cultural hub. So, uh, so there's there's that as well, um, and there's a you know there's a whole bunch of other stuff. As I said, there's 85 active uh, construction sites across Ipswich at the moment. Um, you know, billions of dollars being spent, and lots of opportunities. I would have thought for tradies to to get involved in uh in doing that can you know with uh, another 20 years at least of growth to half a million people mm. uh, there's going to be long-term work here for tradies uh to uh you know to get amongst it yeah yeah wow it's a heck of a lot going on and uh it's a testament to the the economic management um of yourself and the team there obviously paul to you know be able to fund all of this and uh, keep things growing there so I suppose if uh, anybody's thinking about a tree change, uh, you know, maybe Ipswich might be might need to be on the list. Yes, well, it's you know it's uh it you know it's kind of uh, in a nice it's got some nice rural parts, um, but it's also got some inner city parts as well. So it's quite diverse. It's uh, you know it's uh, at its eastern border. It's only about 20, 20 minutes from um, from downtown Brisbane, and uh, mm. at its furthest end, it's about an hour. So. Um, 
So it's really pretty pretty accessible. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, if my son Ned had any say in it, we'd be moving out there because he loves the workshops rail museum because he's <laughs> addicted to trains. So if none of that other stuff excites you, <laughs> the train the museum, museum may excite you. <laughs> awesome. That's right. It's, it's become an annual pilgrimage for us to um, my, my youngest child is four and he uh, – he loves uh, particularly. I think it's the, uh, the the summer school holidays when uh, when Thomas is is uh, at the railway workshops, and uh, I think the last couple of years we've we've been out to see Thomas. So it'll be on our it'll be on our plan again for the summer holidays. I think. <laughs> yes. Well, very funny. We live about two and a half hours away from Ipswich, and <laughs> and uh, my son. He's actually autistic and he loves trains. So we thought, oh, we'll, we'll take him. We'll do the trek, you know. Anyway, we get there. It was a stinking hot day. But he was so overwhelmed with that many trains that he freaked out. And we were <laughs> yeah. there 15 minutes. It and was we had a no-show. Oh, no. Now he's fine. But at that time, he was like, this is like, you know, a drug in a, a drugstore sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It was just way too much for him. But he absolutely loves it. And he's always saying, at least once a month, when are we going back to... You know the workshops. So. Yeah, well, it's a little it's a little known fact that uh, you know I mean railway started in uh, uh, so the railway line actually started in Ipswich and went west to Grantchester before it actually uh, went east to, to Brisbane. Um, so Ipswich was uh, if it if it if the Bremerud River had been deeper, then Ipswich would have been the capital of Queensland. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but it but it, it it isn't, and so they uh, they they built Brisbane on the. On the Brisbane River, which was deeper, but uh, but certainly Ipswich was uh, uh, the thriving industrial place in in the late eighteen hundreds. So, uh, Paul, we, we really appreciate your time. We should probably let you go and uh, deal with the thousands of things on your new to do list, I suspect. But uh, mate, before we do, there's one question we love to ask all of our guests, and uh, that is, if you had a thousand tradies, or maybe we should make it five thousand tradies uh, in a room. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? I think it's that the you're you're only limited by your ambition. Cool. So your growth is really your growth limits are actually in your head. Mm. So um, there's people out there that want want to help you grow, want to help you succeed, want to help you be better. Um, you know, I love the work that you you guys do. Um, I think you're a key part of that. Um, but uh, and and a testament to that as well. So so you know if you if you really want to be better, um, and you want to grow and you want to develop, um, you know reach out, ask people. People are happy to help. Hey, look, and any time you want us to come to Ipswich and talk to your tradies, we'd be more than welcome. Okay, excellent. Well, down the track, um, we uh, might I might take you up on that one. Done. <laughs> we could do a, a live do, broadcast. Do a live from broadcast. Ipswich. Exactly. In fact, there, there's uh, you get a number of live broadcasts in Ipswich. Uh, we had Channel 10 here with uh, the studio uh, a couple of weeks ago, just in Darcy Doyle Place. So, um, so yeah, it'd be it'd be great to uh, to do something. Uh, we might have to find a, a day that that uh, that works and and get get some tradies along. Sounds good, Paul. Sounds good. Well, look, uh, great to uh, to catch up with you again, mate. It was a pleasure the first time, and uh, it's great to see you uh, sink your teeth into, I suspect, uh, the next challenge for you, mate, <laughs> based on everything that's going on there with Council. Uh, and, uh, yeah, mate, we look forward to perhaps speaking to you under a, a fig tree somewhere in, in Ipswich at some point. That sounds great. Thanks very much, Warwick. <laughs> Thanks, Michaela. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Mate. Bye. So there you go. Uh Paul Hodgson, Economic Development Manager of Ipswich City Council. That's a heck of a title, isn't it? Uh, but 
go check it out. And actually, um, you should go check out Mayor Paul Pasali's um, social media accounts, particularly his Facebook page. Very active on social media. If you want to know how to do self-promotion, he's it. <laughs> he is everywhere. No matter what story about Ipswich, he's there. And he, they love him because he gets stuff done. Exactly. He's, so not he walks the walk and talks the talk. He's, he's basically just running a good business. Yeah, uh, and that's how he's treated the council in that area. Yeah. It's amazing. So, you know, they're attracting a lot of investment. And, and I think my favourite thing from that episode was hearing about the $200 million redevelopment uh, at the Willowbank Motorsport <laughs> precinct. Great. More car races. It's just going to go round and round so, and round uh, and pollute be, the air and make noise. As, as we sit here with your air conditioner still running. Uh, it's still hot outside. <laughs> so, yeah, go check it out. If you're in the, the sort of surrounding areas to Ipswich, uh, maybe have a think about tapping into some of those big projects. And if you're not, there were some great tips in there. I think you really should get off your bum and uh, go and have a look at how you might be able to tap into local council. And I know um, certainly in the area where I've, I've lived, um, there are – untapped opportunities for local tradies because council actually finds it hard to find good operators that meet their criteria and so often it can be quite easy to pick up work from local council and they're great payers and it's also you don't have to you know they just send through a purchase order or a job request once you set up it just comes it happens in. automatically yep so uh, go check that out and if you'd like to uh, I guess you know get some more tips on how to improve your business and take it to the next level, go and check out the Tradies Business Toolkit. That's our community of progressive tradies. Uh, go to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash toolkit and you'll find all the information there on uh, how to get off the tools and into true business ownership. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm off to go and sniff some petrol fumes, I think, and get in the, the mood for motorsport. And uh, until next episode. Bye. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.